0: Welcome to day 106 of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season, the story of the prophets. Uh, We're taking the prophets in chronological order, but uh, we've quickly ended up with Isaiah, who really covers the entire span of the prophets. Uh, He begins um, before Israel has uh, been defeated, before Judah goes into exile. He carries Judah through the exile, but his prophecies speak about the return, and of course they also point us forward uh, to the new heavens and the new earth. So in Isaiah we have... You know, from beginning to end, the story of the prophets, and this week, we, uh, we really come to what many people have, have called the center point of all prophecy, the servant songs. We've already done two of the servant songs. We'll do two more this week, and we'll do one that is so astounding in its description of Christ that it just uh, leaves you in utter awe. So we pick up in Isaiah 50. I'm Paul Kemp here with Katie Kresge, Matthew Kresge, and David Keefe as we continue our reading through the prophets and especially as we continue our meditations through the book of Isaiah. As always, uh, we come to this moment realizing what a grace we've been given to be given God's Word, to see God's face, to hear God's voice, and to respond to His invitation. So we offer ourselves and we offer this moment uh, to the Lord. Katie, you mind lifting this up? Uh, with a word of prayer
1: father thank you for this moment thank you for meeting us where we are thank you for your word and and the opportunity to open it up and um that you speak to us through it and we're so grateful for these um specific chapters that we get to read this week would you speak to us holy spirit would you um would you shape us And um, would we be open to the work that you plan to do in us as we are your people and we are being used by you um, on mission, your mission um, in this world. So thank you for the opportunity to read your word together. And um, I pray that you would um, just be so near to us as we read it. That's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: Isaiah chapter 50. And this is what the Lord says, Where is your mother's certificate of divorce, with which I sent her away? Or to which of my creditors did I sell you? Because of your sins you were sold, because of your transgressions your mother was sent away. When I came, why was there no one? When I called, why was there no one to answer? Was my arm too short to deliver you? Do I lack strength to rescue you? By a mere rebuke I dry up the sea, I turn rivers into a desert, their fish rot for a lack of water and die of thirst. I clothe the heavens with darkness and make sackcloth its covering. Sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. Sovereign Lord has opened my ears, I have not been rebellious, I have not turned away. I have offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. Did not hide my face from mocking and spinning, because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near, who then will bring charges against me. Let us face each other, who is my accuser, let him confront me. It is the sovereign Lord who helps me, who will condemn me. They will all wear out like a garment, the moss will eat them up. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the word of his servant? Let the one who walks in the dark who has no light trust in the name of the Lord and rely on their God. But now all you who light fires and provide yourselves with flaming torches, go walk in the light of your fires and of the torches you have set ablaze. This is what you receive from my hand. You will lie down in torment. So we have the pattern we have in all the prophets. We have oracles of peace and oracles of judgment. And, of course, we have a servant song. Uh, that's mixed you know, in the middle of this. First, thirty-nine chapters you know, are anchored in history, so you hear a lot of names. Uh, these chapters are anchored in the future, and it's looking forward to the coming of the servant, looking forward to the restoration of Jerusalem. But it also has that note that you are in exile because of you know because of your sins.
2: You know, thinking about this and in the servant, you know, we've been introduced now um, to the servant. and We're going to continue to see. Uh, more of who the servant is, but it just can't help but but be invited into this communion that he has with the Father. You know, of, mm-hmm. of the sovereign Lord giving me a well-instructed tongue to know the, the word that sustains the weary, wakens me morning by morning. And just the int- being drawn into the intimacy that the servant has um, with the Father. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things that as we, we read this, we're going to see that time and time again that though the servant uh, will suffer, you know, and and, so, and even here, beginning to see he, this ultimate just rest and confidence in the Lord, because mm-hmm. you know we're seeing this this life come out of him. You know, or this life well up in him that he is communing with the Father. He's the words awakening in him. I mean, just beautiful descriptions of um, this relationship between the, the servant and yeah. his
0: God. And there's kind of a wonderful juxtaposition there of one who's suffering ultimate indignity of having his face struck, having his beard pulled out. Uh, And yet he says, I will not be disgraced or I will not be put to shame because his dignity is not in uh, the way that we treat him, but his dignity is an honor given to him by the Lord. And uh, I just love that little phrase. He has given me the words that bring comfort to the weary. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, we hear the invitation of Jesus for those of us who are weary to come to him and receive rest in him and to take take his yoke upon Mm -hmm. us. So these are nice nice little echoes that you hear in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. In, in the same way that the Lord will uphold the servant, Paul in Romans chapter eight says the servant will uphold us, and yeah. therefore we will not be put to shame. Mm-hmm. So you have the same kind of language, you know, moving back and forth. The, these chapters, if you trace every allusion in these chapters uh, to the New Testament, you would have a list that would go on, you know, uh, for for a long time. These are the mm-hmm. most quoted chapters in the New mm-hmm. Testament.
1: I think I'm just thinking about how countercultural this specific passage is this, I mean, idea, if you're just looking at it from a, our cultural standpoint, um, this is truly allowing and maybe even encouraging to some people um, abuse. And our culture would say, this is ridiculous to to allow other people to treat you in such a way and to walk all over you. But I think verse seven points us to why this is happening. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Who is my uh, accuser, let him confront me. It is the sovereign Lord who helps me, who will condemn me. So because of our Lord, because we know who is God and who is in control, we can allow these things knowing that he he is the judge and not us. And, um, and so, yes, it is so countercultural to, to what we are living in right now. Um, but it's not encouraging abuse or allowing abuse. It's saying that I'm, it's not, it's not for me to stand up and defend myself against this. It is up to the Lord to do that. And of course there's nuances in there. Like, I think we're called to (laughs) stand up for ourselves in some moments, but, but just like Jesus, I mean, he talked about turning the other cheek, and that that kind of startles us. Like, if, especially if you're new to that idea, that's startling. Turn the other cheek. Why would you do that? But I mean, Jesus took so much on himself, and he stood there. and And in these following chapters, it says he did not open his mouth. And so I, there are moments in our lives where we are called to take hits and know and hold on to the fact that our God will be judged, the final judge. So and he's powerful.
0: Well, of course, you know, the very moment we're horrified by the abuse we see here, and of course, it's going to get a little bit stronger as we go through the week um, when we see the ultimate abuse of the servant of God. Uh, you know, our first impulse is I would never let anything like that happen to me. Uh, but then we realize that we were talking about, a God, who allowed this to happen to him, so the picture mm-hmm. is not so much of the abuse we receive, but the abuse that we ourselves, you know, have placed on on the servant and therefore have placed on, on the Lord. So it's a very vivid picture, you know, while we physically do not, you know, slap his face or pull out his beard or spit upon his face or mm-hmm. uh, crown him with thorns or put nails, you know, in, a, in his hands. All of those abuses become because of our sins. This is a picture you know the ugliness of our sin and the disdain that we have had for the very Lord who loved us who made us who created us mm-hmm. and who is actively you know redeeming us
3: that's what I saw in and, and verse nine really grabbed me because here we see the servant suffering and he the servant saying it's the sovereign Lord who helps me who will condemn me but then jump all the way to Christ and him as the servant because of what he went through I can then say verse nine you know it is a sovereign Lord who helps me who can condemn me, which is, you know, Romans 8. There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. So the servant here is suffering, and the Lord's helping (laughs) him, but because the true servant Christ suffered in my place, there is now no condemnation for me. And so, again, like you said, you could trace it all out. It would be endless, but it is really fun to see.
0: No, it is, you know, uh, what can separate us from the love of God that is ours in Christ Jesus, height or depth, things present, things to come. Uh, nothing in all the world can separate us if God be for us who can be against us and you can hear mm-hmm. you know Paul saying the very one who vindicated Jesus is also at work in the world you know, vindicating us and, and you certainly have Jesus saying if this is the way they treated me then they will treat you know th- those of you who associate with me in the same way uh, and that's why when we have beautiful you know Beatitudes poor in spirit uh, those who mourn those who are meek those who are hunger and thirst after righteousness you know, those who seek, you know, to put the world right or to put the world, you know, at peace, then a warning about persecution, uh, you know, comes immediately in, in the wake of it. The, the world rejects uh, the grace of God that we find in Christ Jesus because it puts a spotlight on our sin and our, our deep our deep need, and we reject that, you know, from beginning to end.
2: It's fun, too, to see, you know, speaking about the obedience of, of the servant and his view of the father um, in verse seven, it says, because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like Flint and I know I will not be put to shame. And you can't help. And we've been studying, you know, Luke's gospel and, and that major turning point in Luke's gospel mm-hmm. is Luke saying that Jesus sets his face towards Jerusalem.
0: resolutely yeah, you know? turns towards Jerusalem. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, that's, uh, you know, Luke 951. Which is the transition of that final phase where you turn toward the cross and toward the resolution of the cross, and that's exactly what is happening here. He has he has set his heart and set his purposes, you know, to accomplishing you know, God's will, and ultimately we're going to see that you know two days from now when we get into the the final and climactic you know servant song um, in Isaiah 53, 52 and fifty three. Mm-hmm. David, wanted to uh, close us with a word of prayer yeah let's pray
3: father how incredible um that christ came and he did set his face towards jerusalem which is to go towards the cross um which was for us and so may our hearts as they reflect on that as they consider the wonderful news offered in christ uh, the wonderful grace uh, may our hearts be softened may they be renewed and restored And may you do that deep work uh, of gospel restoration um, in our lives. And may we be people um, who rest uh, under the sovereign Lord's help. And so, Father, we love you. We thank you for Christ. And we pray this all in his name. Amen. Amen.